0: Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Netsch on Live 95.
1: A Limerick woman is making waves in music at the moment and you might remember she wowed the judges of The Voice UK and 25-year-old Niamh Nolan from Kilcolman in West Limerick is here in the studio with me to chat to me about her experience on The Voice and other things and we will also hear her new single and you are welcome good morning to you
0: morning joe how are
1: you great to see you in the studio last time i was chatting was on the phone and of course it was all through pandemics and covid and whatever but you were a bright star and all of that i think for a lot of people and great excitement and great support for you locally on the voice uk
0: Absolutely. I think it was something I didn't anticipate when doing The Voice because you're you're so immersed in the experience and then once it comes out you realize that the the lift and the pep it gave to so many people and so many kids being like inspired by seeing someone local on a on a big platform. So it was amazing the few months after The Voice and still I'm still meeting people who are like, "Oh my god, I saw you on The Voice." So it's and that's nearly a year on, so it's mm-hmm. been fantastic. And, and just just A
1: wonderful sense of pride in that, isn't there, for people. And I suppose if you're at the centre of it, as you were, it does surprise you that there is that groundswell of local support.
0: Absolutely, it's. I think the pride and the. I remember saying it on on the phone to you that time that, you can feel the support literally like a hand on your back like from from Irish people like and from Limerick people, and I will never stop saying that because it's just been they just love getting in behind their own especially on an international stage. So um yeah, you can feel the swell of pride people that, that I mightn't even have spoken to in a few years or telling me they're so proud of me and I deserve it and do you know what I mean? That doesn't get old ever. Like mm. and a year or so on, how do you reflect on the
1: experience? On the Voice UK,
0: I often say um, that it feels like a blur almost. It just—it was such an emotional but amazing time, and I mean, it was recorded an entire year before it was aired, so I had to sit with that for the whole year. And but a year on, I just—it's still one of the best things I've ever done, and, and my mo- my most proudest achievement. You know, mm.
1: it reminds. There was a story told about um, the Friends crew. Um, uh, that they were taken before the first episode aired in the States to Las Vegas for a weekend by the producers of the show. And one of the producers said to them, enjoy this, this will be your last anonymous time together. And they were going, oh, really? Because they just knew this was going to be a hit. And maybe even they didn't realise what a big hit.
0: It was a bit like waiting for 12 months to... I mean, that must have been so odd. Absolutely, yeah, especially when you hit you hit a certain level of like I suppose if you're into like universal energies, you hit a certain vibrational level, you've done all this stuff, you've been in ITV studios, you've and then you come home and you have to come right back down and just pretend none of it happened, you know what I mean? So that was tough, and to bring it all back up again, then but um, but amazing, it was also lovely to be able to sit with it for a while before other people, you yeah. know what I mean, had the opportunity. And what were you doing during
1: that 12 months, work wise and the like?
0: Like, I was I was actually working in childcare at the time, I'm not in childcare anymore, but um, I was lit- I literally hopped off a plane after. After getting two turns on the Voice, went back to work and had to just like pretend nothing happened. Just straight into sand pits and singing, and just do you know what that's I mean? Just yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Obviously, my boss is new, but other than that, it was just mouth shut. Like you know, yeah. Uh,
1: I, and the the team that you were on on the Voice.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. I. And that's another thing. I I I've made so many friends. Like the, I sometimes think like. Where who would I be chatting to? I chatted at least about seven of the people I met through the voice every day. And um that has by far been one of the top takeaways amazing? of it. Oh my god. When you meet people who've been through the same experience as you and share the same interests, it's very hard to to let go again when mm-hmm. I don't want to, so yeah.
1: And the technology too, and WhatsApp groups, and the ability to stay in touch with people from all over the place is great, isn't it?
0: Absolutely, and we've organised gigs. We've we've already had two or three meetups over in London, and you know what I mean. Just it's just a family now at this stage, you That's know. And brilliant. We, yeah, we're determined to keep that going. So, and Neve, your mentor was Will. I am, was it? Yes, yeah. Will I am. Um Tom Jones and Will A.M. turned and uh, a lot of the country were of the opinion I should have gone with Tom but I don't regret any decision it was it was a gut feeling and I was delighted to be part of Team Will. Why do you think
1: people thought you should have gone with well no Sir Tom Jones?
0: Sir, sorry Sir Tom Jones Um I think obviously he's an icon like on the panel there he's by far the most experienced people thought he was more my style I suppose I mean I'm I'm 27 now and I will i am like was like my era the black eyed peas coming up along it just it just felt more familiar to me do you know what i mean and uh, it just felt right yeah mm. and i yeah i do believe everything happens for a reason so
1: did we ever attempt to say well william how's it going <laughs> i'm always wondering about that. <laughs> that that'd be my one big achievement in life the opportunity to go well william well, william, well <laughs> how's it going
0: um, well, it, do you know what? I think had had it not been recorded through co- through COVID times, we might have had more of an opportunity to yeah. have a bit of crack, a bit of laugh. It was very very strict and rightly so because if COVID spread throughout the ITV studios, we would have been finished that's for sure so it was very arms that's linked that's a pity in a way isn't it it is I, I was watching The Voice kids the other day actually and I see when when they get a mentor or a coach now they're able to go down and give them a hug and you know introduce themselves so we did miss out on that slightly but at the same time it was still fantastic you yeah
1: know. we're chatting to of Nolan from Kilcolman in West Limerick uh, and it uh, just reminds the song that you performed
0: um, on The Voice my blind audition song was Shallow from A Star Is Born Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper I don't have Bradley Cooper yet now but <laughs> i look.
1: Him at some stage, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but sure, he's not the best singer on that bit anyway, is he? No,
0: no, we'll uh, we'll leave Lady Gaga take the limelight. Oh, I think one. she deserves it, <laughs> really, yeah. Uh, but that was a toughie. I mean, why did you go for yeah. that? Um, I suppose song choice is is a complete amalgamation of of you and your vocal coach on the show and and other factors. Um, it's a lot of uh collaboration work and you know they'll say, We really like you doing this one. Are you happy to audition with it? So it was kind of in their, you know, in their hands and I just had to give the go ahead. But when I heard shallow, I just knew they wouldn't give me a big song if they didn't think I was I wasn't able for it, I suppose. Yes. And that was that was a huge thing I had to remind myself of. And, yeah, I mean, it was one of the biggest songs of whatever year A Star Is Born came out. So it was an honour, actually, for them to even give it to Mm -hmm. me to sing it.
1: Now, one of the great things about we Irish is that we believe everyone loves us everywhere. Everyone loves us! So why wouldn't they? I mean, it, did you find that across the water, or what was the reaction to, you
0: what? Do you know, I absolutely did. I thought I kind of thought it was a myth until and my family said it as well when they came over for the blind audition. Every time, you know, they'd be saying, "Oh, we're we're Neve's family," and they're, oh, I love Neve, and it's just that Irish charm. I think, and and all my friends from the UK, they just have such a you know there's such a, a a love for for the accent such a and the a grow yeah for the accent and the and I, I'm I'm a huge historian as well I love history so I'm always schooling my UK friends on on that kind of stuff and they yeah they love the the Irish passion it comes with you know
1: brilliant brilliant um so obviously you know you need to have faith in yourself and your ability and and singing and all of that so did you walk away from the experience going yeah great I banked that or did you walk away the experience going what do you mean I
0: didn't win no i definitely didn't walk away um any bit hard done by or anything i to get a blind audition i remember the, the day i got the phone call that i had a blind audition and that was like i had won the show at that stage already because um you have to beat out a lot of people you have to go through a lot of auditions to even get on that stage and that for me was the win to get any bit any further was was an absolute bonus that was that was in my head you know
1: right right um when you're in there, though, you know. I mean, like, I know a little bit about West Limerick competitiveness myself, so you know
0: there is the, you know, there is the desire, isn't there? To There's always a desire to do better. I think I was just focusing on trying not to like fall over or have a panic attack, but like, you know what I mean? There was there was a lot of just nauseous feelings through those two months, like sure. meeting different people and practicing, and and it 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 was very new territory, It's very scary. So I was just focused on getting through it, really, more than anything, you know. Yeah.
1: I assume your family spent a lot of time crying, did they?
0: (laughs) They did. I I spent a lot of time crying, I think. Um, I was very emotional the night it was aired, actually, very emotional. But, yeah, my family, my poor mother, the day it was recorded, I thought they wouldn't get any footage of her, like, straight-faced at all. The poor thing was awful emotional, but, um, you know, it's a sign of good support, I think, and and pride. So talk to me about where you were that night it was aired. So I watched it at home, surrounded by uh, a few of my family and friends, brought him over had a few drinks and uh, just watched it together i know i didn't tell them that i was on last so they were literally hanging around the television Mm. like flies waiting for me to come on and i was very last on the show and have you reflected on the fact that
1: lots and lots and lots of people never get that moment you know they never have that opportunity to such a large audience to show what they can do
0: Absolutely. And I, I never thought that I would. It's, um, I can remember coming up a long teenage years, watching X Factor, watching The Voice, just thinking that's out of reach, you know what I mean? That's not something. So I still pinch myself. I just get these moments where I remember what I actually did. And it's like, I'll never take that for granted, you know? Mm. So what have you been doing since then? So since then um, I've been working away at my regular job which is I'm a hair and makeup artist but I've been um, singing, I've been singing for weddings I've been doing little gigs here and there and obviously working on trying to release some music Um so I was over in London in January or February with uh, my cousin, Sean O'Hearn, who is a London-based producer. And yeah, we recorded a song or two, um, one of which I released recently. But it's I think I was kind of catapulted into it as well after The Voice. And I don't mean like I reached this level of fame or anything, but I wasn't really gigging. I wasn't really doing any of that. I was singing in my room. I was singing on TikTok. So to be thrown into that and have all these inquiries coming in about can you do this, can you do that, it, it was a lot at the time, but I'm just... Feeling my way through it, you know.
1: Right. Well, they say there's no business like show business, but the business part is in there as well. It's
0: it's a tough, tough industry, isn't it? hundred percent. I actually heard. Um, I heard. An artist recently said that, like, years ago they were releasing music and it was just about, like, if you think a song is good, you record it, you release it, and you hope the public receive it. But now, like, it's social media, you got to push it, you got to get it in people's heads, you got to try and get air plays There's it's a tough business and it's like dog eat dog out there, do you know?
1: It is, and you're so right. I mean, social media has so many advantages because you can get breakthroughs on it that maybe you couldn't have got in more traditional ways, but it does drain you, doesn't it? It takes an awful lot out of artists.
0: Absolutely. I think I've such a huge admiration for people who are able to like schedule in their social media time during the week and record and promote and because I I could give it or take it most days, you know, so, um, but it's a huge part of it, yeah.
1: And, And do you think to yourself, you know, I just want to sing you know, is there a bit of that?
0: Yes, sometimes there is a bit of that. It's like strip it back down to what I actually love, which is just singing. It. And I wouldn't be best at promoting myself anyway. So to try and promote yourself into people's faces and it doesn't come naturally to a lot of people, you know. But uh these things have to be done, I guess.
1: Absolutely, and and, and it is about staying with it. You, you know, it's something that you want to pursue.
0: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, it's about seeing out the hard times, and um, you know, and um, and the good times to to get what you what you want, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, listen. After the break, we're going to hear uh, your your song. Thank you for coming in and talking to me, and tell me about um, the song that you released.
0: So the song I released was released on Friday, seventh of July, and it's called Ain't Getting Nowhere. Um, it's written by me, and like I said, produced by Sean O'Hearn, a London-based producer, and. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very proud of it. I think I've listened to it so many times at this stage that I can't make any mm. executive decisions yeah, on whether it's even good anymore. I know. Yeah. But um but no, it's a it's it's a work of, of love and of passion and I, I wrote it at a piano last year myself. Um I suppose I love people to listen to songs and get their own ideas and opinions of what they're about, but I think the general feel of the song is something like just being fed up. It's called Ain't Getting Nowhere and you know that feeling of where you take one step forward and two steps back and uh yeah, it's kind of that's kind of what it's about.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I Overall, though, we are kind of living in better times again, aren't we? I mean, you mentioned all... In every conversation you have over a certain span of time, someone will always say at some point, I couldn't do that because of COVID or the pandemic. You know, things, things are... A bit brighter on that front, aren't they? It's, oh, 100%. Yeah. I
0: mean, yeah, we're miles ahead from where we were, really. It's hard to believe that that even happened, you know. But, um, yeah, it's fantastic. Thank God. <laughs>
1: thank God, is right. Okay, Niamh Nolan, well, listen, uh, we will follow your career with a great interest. We wish you nothing but success. Thanks for talking to us then, and thank you very much for coming in and chatting to us now. And after the break, we look forward uh, to hearing the single that was released um, on the 7th. Sorry, and we can be got...
0: Oh, yeah, sorry. It's, it's very important. The yes. business bit. It's available <laughs> to stream everywhere now Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, all that jazz. And you can find it underneath Nolan or ain't, ain't Getting Nowhere. Thank you so much for having me, Joe. Thank you, Thank Brilliant you. to chat to you. Thanks a million. Your views, your news, your limerick today with Joe Nash on Live 95.